Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. On your smart speaker, say play ESPN. You can download the podcast, but you know, when we're done. Uh, and we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Harry Douglas in for J. Will today. What's up, fellas? Glad What's to happening? join y'all this morning. Good to have you. Live and in person. Oh, Harry, yeah. Harry's not playing around. Flies up here to be in studio. Um, yeah, don't worry about that, Max. <laughs> don't worry about it. That's what Bill Belichick says. Don't worry about it. What's going on, Bill? Don't worry about that. I'm good. The process. Concern yourself with my with how I'm doing. Uh, that was 98.5, the sports up that you heard the sound coming. in. Let's listen to it again. Here's Bill Belichick, New England Patriots head coach, in case you weren't aware, Key, on yes. whether Matt Patricia or Joe Judge will be calling plays when the season starts. Do you know if one will call plays when the regular season arrives? Yeah, well, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> So have you decided? We, we're going through a process, just like everything else on this team. Bill, man, I, but I'll worry about what I worry about. Maybe you're not worried about it. The fans want to know. What do you think, Key? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, 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 don't, don't, look, clearly they know what they're doing. I, I don't find – I mean, I guess a lot of people find it fascinating because there's no real offensive coordinator being named or – anything like that. This has happened in Bill Belichick's coaching career before. Like I said the other day we had Matt Castle on. They went, I think it was eleven and five, ten and six, whatever whichever yeah. record that yep. was. Eleven and five. Eleven and five. Yeah. Okay. And they didn't have a traditional offensive coordinator. They had a quarterback coach in, in Bill O'Brien who eventually two years later became the offensive coordinator. But Bill Belichick that year had his hands in the play calling, and I know everybody's like, "Oh, well, they got they had Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't play, so it's just it's one of those weird dynamics." And I get it, Harry. Everybody wants a coordinator. They don't believe in Matt Patricia because Matt Patricia's tenure in Detroit looked a certain way. They don't believe in Joe Judge because his tenure at the Giants looked a certain way. And so you got two failed head coaches that are now back in New England, and they're calling plays, so people don't trust it. I say for me, when I look at it, um, if it was to happen to a second-year quarterback, I think Mac Jones is the person that you would want to happen to, to happen to because he's so smart. He played for a guy, Nick Saban, in college in Alabama, and he won, and he was very, very intelligent. Um, I actually know a wide receiver who's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday who speaks very highly of him and thought very highly of him when he was coming into the draft as well and didn't mind actually playing with him. Uh, but when I look at this, though, Key, I think that the part that I'm – more so worried about is uh, in the heat of the moment in games, right? Getting into the Florida game, calling the right plays. Um, you get to a point to where you're down and you need to string together a, a hell of a drive to get a win. Can you stack those plays together? Two-minute offense, which ones do you uh, – you tell the quarterback, hey, I want you to go here, right hash, left hash. All those type of things matter. Uh, so I can't just diminish it. But I will say Bill Belichick, I mean – 
he's won six Super Bowls, and that's as a head coach, uh, not to mention what he won when he was an assistant with the New York Giants under Bill Parcells. But I do believe at some point they can't keep having these tryouts. Okay, we're going to let Joe Judge call half the plays. We're going to let Matt Patricia call the rest of them. I do think they just need to stick with one guy, make that decision, and, and live with it. And, and, and where you need to correct things uh, after that, correct them. Yeah, I think, though, it's the preseason one. I've been on a team uh, where I had three guys calling plays during the preseason. Sean Payton, Mo Carthon, and Todd Haley. They called plays during the preseason. Doesn't Didn't mean anything to us. We had to understand certain rhythms and things that happen. A lot of times – Coaches do things in preparation for what if all of a sudden Matt Patricia can't call plays in a regular season game, but Joe Judge has yep. had the experience and vice versa in the preseason and we get to the regular season and with the things in the world that we're going through with all the different issues that all of a sudden one of those coaches are missing and now, boom, you got a guy who has some experience at calling plays in the preseason. And I've always been a belief that Good head coaches could do many different things. Mm-hmm. Good assistant coaches could coach many different positions. And Bill Belichick once was an offensive uh, – he was an offensive coach before he became a defensive coach, and vice versa with Matt Patricia, who was uh, quality control on the offensive side of the ball when he first started with the New England Patriots. So there's experience dealing with offenses. It's just not all defense. And I know in people's mind that's the way they view mm-hmm. Matt Patricia in particular. First of all, why are they interested – Bill or, or a key, like why are they interested? Because people are bored without football, right? <laughs> You're right people, about that. Like if you get bored enough, you'll watch. Hey, kids, before the internet, you watch two raindrops race down the window and bet your friend who's which one's going to get there. Of course, they want to know all the details. And and by the way, key, I, I think the last time Belichick, did, like the last time Josh McDaniels left, right? I yeah. think they went fourteen and two. Like you were talking about the Matt Castle year when Wait, Brady was got it, was hurt. It four, was it fourteen? And I want to say because you're talking. About, I know the year you're talking about after they had the undefeated season when they lost in the Super Bowl. They no, went I mean, eleven I'm and talking five. About the first, I'm talking about the first year. I don't remember the in first. 08 when Josh left Dude, to go I to think, Denver. I think the next year they went. They have been eleven and five so many damn yeah, times. Yeah, right. but, but, yeah, right. But, yeah. but, but I think one though. of the years that 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 Bill did a similar thing. They were fourteen and two. I know this because on some show I just read this stat the other day. Well, it might, it might that might be two. the case. By the way, put we're the best th- offense in the league. Put it this. Put but, it this but here's, way. Here's the difference. Yeah. Difference though, they had a better defense as well. Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're, they did, times. and they had a better quarterback. There's yeah, no question yeah, about right. it. <laughs> they had a better defense, a better quarterback. I get all of that, but. The mere fact is that they did not have a play caller. Like, they didn't have – like, they yeah. – nobody – and, and Tom wasn't calling the play. Somebody had to call he, him. What, what, when you, I want you to – like, tell me more about that. When you said, look, a good coach – a good coach is a good coach, right? They can coach a lot of different things. They mm-hmm. just – what is it? Just because at a certain level they just understand the game – so in your experience, the best coaches you had, could they have coached either side of the ball? Did they? Absolutely. Best coach. First of all, Coach Tony Dungy played on the offensive side of the ball. He was a quarterback at the University of Minnesota. He's a Hall of Fame head coach now, and he moved to the defensive backfield. Eventually he became the defensive coordinator, and then all of a sudden he hit the, the Tampa 2 uh, defense was born, and, and everybody in the league for about 15 years tried to duplicate <laughs> that and do the same things. Coach Bill Parcells coached everything on the field. He coached the quarterbacks, the running backs, the defense. I mean, he was all over the board coaching guys at different things. 
Okay, Bill Belichick was our defensive coordinator, but he was also coaching other positions and even at times coaching some players on the offensive side of the ball. So when you think about it, you can train yourself to do many things. Todd Haley never played a snap or a down in the National Football League, and I would argue with many people that he is one of the best wide receiver coaches in the history of the NFL mm. and one of the brightest minds to ever hold a clipboard up to his mouth in terms of calling plays. And so when you think about then that's just those guys. That's just those guys that I've had experience with that I look at and I go, he can coach anything. My college coach and John Robinson, anything. My offensive coordinator and Mike Riley in college was a defensive offensive coordinator, one of the brightest minds in college football. Also was a defensive back under Bear Bryant at the University of Alabama. He also came to USC as our defensive coordinator. On a Monday, and on Friday, he switched to the offensive coordinator because we got the defensive coordinator that they wanted later on. So it, coaches can do many different things, man. And, and I also believe, though, Key, it, it helps them. Uh, like I, I'll use the Atlanta Falcons for an example. Arthur Smith, he coached a lot of years on the defensive side of the ball. He played offensive line at the University of North Carolina. He became a, a, a tight ends coach for, for the Titans and then going, went on to be an offensive coordinator. Now as a, as a head coach and as a play caller as well, he's able to understand the way defensive coaches and defensive-minded people think. So it makes play calling a little bit more easier yep. uh, per se because you know what defenses are thinking. So it's, I think it's just a luxury that you see a lot of coaches in today's game are actually doing more of. Those guys will probably stay, stay on the uh, defensive side of the ball and move the offense or start on offense and move the defense just so you can have that honus. They also brought a guy over, uh, Steve Jackson, who was in coaching the secondary last year for the Bengals. He's in the wide receiver room now for the Falcons, trying to give those guys a different perspective on what defenses are thinking and secondaries are thinking as well. Think about, think about what Raheem Morris did, uh, yes, Harry. That's another Raheem one. Morris yep. was a receiver coach. In the middle of the year, they switched him to be the defensive uh, coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Then he became the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Then he leaves and goes to the Rams as a defensive coordinator, but he was a receiver coach in Atlanta. Yep. And before that, he was a head coach in Tampa, but then a defensive back coach, a quality control guy. I mean, you move all over the board. If you know the game and can coach it, that travels. Oh, is, yeah. there, is there too much hype around Trey Lance? Keyshawn J. Willemax. Harry Douglas in for key today. ESPN Radio. No, Sorry, he ain't in, in for, for me because I'm here. In for Jay. He was in for you for so long, I just automatically. <laughs> We're on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I get in an Uber to go home yesterday, guys, right? And it's, it, the Uber's pointed in the wrong, wrong direction, right? Right outside Seaport. I'm like, oh, you got to turn around to where we're going. You know, we're going the wrong way. So the driver starts taking us still the wrong way, but it's to get on the, the FDR, Right, because of the tip of Manhattan, the the FDR turns into the West Side Highway, which then goes up it, the West Side. FDR on the East Side, right? Yeah, that happened to me before. Okay, so as she's getting on the FDR North, I'm like, no, 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 you want South because we're going South on the FDR. We're going to wrap around to the West Side Highway, go North. She goes, no, no, because this becomes North because we're going up the other way. I'm like, by that time, it's too late. We're on the FDR. North going the wrong way and into traffic, ambulances, cop cars, everything. There's some kind of problem takes forever to turn around finally you know go the other way finally get home i look on my on my uber receipts today pops up twice as much as it was supposed to be key <laughs> so i'm like hold on what? time out well that's because of the time you yeah. you 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 um extended yeah. your time with them yeah right i didn't extend my time with them she extended my time with them i didn't do anything well that's the, the old taxi trick max come on now yeah come on you know man. the taxi trick Come on, man. I'm going to this address, and I, yeah. it's usually take five minutes the, here, and yeah. then they take another extra 20 minutes. Take so, you around the block so three you got, times. you got bamboozled. Oh, no, no, no. Then I, but then, then so I go on Uber. I got my refund, but... but like You, you know, went on Uber to get a refund for four bucks. No, it was max. like, no, it was like uh, 15 bucks. I'm like, no, you're not going to do me like Keep, that. So, it adds up. you damn yeah, yeah. right, Max. Yeah. It adds so, up. No, I get, I get it. It's it's, you know, Uber makes it hard. Get to, it. It's not that it makes it hard. They don't make it hard for you once you figure out how to get the refund. They make that easy. But to even get to that place, they make it purposely, it seems to me, hard to do, Key. Like, hold on. What am I Well, doing? yeah, that's just, like, that's just like when you're ordering things and you have to get subscriptions and you want to see it and then you want to cancel it right after. Yeah. They, they want all your information. And then they go just keep billing you every single month. Yeah. That's the same thing. They make it hard for you to disconnect from them. And I can see the same thing, Harry, with Uber and everybody else. I would tell you this, though. I'll take that Uber over a taxi any day. Yeah, man. I don't miss getting in those nasty, smelly cabs. You know what happened? Well, you can get the same. Now, come on now. All Uber ain't going to be. All Ubers are not going to be Rolls Royces. Key, I didn't cancel two Ubers recently. I'm like, there's no way in hell I can get in here. With this yeah, I didn't got an like Uber, this, got in Uber like before. I didn't got an Uber before and forgot I was gonna catch. I thought I was gonna catch the heebie-jeebies. Heebie-jeebies. Mask up the heebie-jeebie pandemic. I'm like, how you think? How you gonna ride around and think people really want to get into this? Yeah. Well, anyway, I thought. Listen. But you're cheap, Max. Uh, what? Let oh, the dude, lady keep true. the ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, right, like you would. <laughs> 
Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN2. Say play ESPN. We pop up on your smart speakers. By the way, if you don't have the ESPN app, I don't know why, but I'm here to help. Download the ESPN app. You see all types of stuff on the ESPN app, wherever you are. You can also listen to the show, one app, one tap, and you can download the podcast. So, talking about, as we, well, I told you as we went into break last, uh, last segment, you know, I mentioned Trey Lance and whether he's been too hyped. Hey, Harry, Key, I don't know the answer to that question because I've barely seen the dude. He could be anything. I mean, he got drafted way up high by a smart team with a good offensive mind at the helm who put a lot of draft capital to go get him. So I assume there's a reason for that. They got rid of, they're getting rid of Jimmy G, who's a very capable quarterback. For this guy, Trey Lance, I assume there's a reason for that. But, Key, I can't honestly tell you I know if he's too hyped or not. You know, I don't know. He's no more hyped than any of the other quarterbacks that came in last year when they were rookies playing. He's no more hyped than Zach Wilson or Mac Jones or Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. or Justin Fields. I just think that you, he's replacing a guy who took a team to two NFC Championship games and was a nice throw away from winning a Super Bowl and getting a $400 million extension. He's replacing that guy. But what I would say is I'm sure that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan has done everything within their power to get him ready for this moment. Um, How much he plays tonight against the Green Bay Packers, we don't know. We'll see Uh, because he certainly needs the work. But what I would take from this is Kyle Shanahan isn't too far removed from his dad and Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan went through a number of young quarterbacks, whether it was RG3 or or, or Jay Cutler, or uh, Brian Greasy. Uh, they're not afraid to play young quarterbacks with little to no experience at all and still have some success at doing it. So I got to put the trust in Kyle Shanahan now that he made this move because me personally I probably wouldn't have right now. But because of what they did to go up to get him, I certainly have an understanding of why they want to move on from Jimmy G and start the Trey Lance era right now. Key, I don't know if you saw it on ESPN, too. We just put up a graphic of best quarterbacks under 25 or notable ones. Boy, Justin Herbert's smoking the field. We put up the QBR. Not that that's a, you know, it, but it's a pretty good thumbnail sketch. 65.6 for Herbert. I think 50 means your average, right? 65.6. He's 10 points ahead of the next closest guy who's Kyler Murray. And then there's yeah, Joe Burrow, I don't even 54.3. Know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I hate to say it. The QBR stuff don't really mean a whole lot to me. Put it this you know, way. Know, it'll correlate. I'm not trying to poo-poo people's statistical life, but ain't no way in the hell I'm taking Joe Burrow and Mac Jones and all them over Lamar Jackson. I'm just not doing no, but, it. <laughs> well, first of all, neither am I. But, but there are outliers or guys who, don't, who the stats don't really cover the right way. They don't tell the whole story. But by and large, it's going to correlate to who you think is good like, and who's, no, I get, who's playing I get well. It. I get it. I, I understand that. I'm just looking at that. I'm like, Jalen Hurts. Tua ain't better than Jalen Hurts. I don't care if he did win the start job <laughs> in Alabama. Stop it. It is dependent on a lot just of things. stop it. I, I think for me, though, when I, when I look at Trey Lance, I think that's the part about it when I look at it through my eyes and my lens that does have me excited because there's so much unknown and potentially what he can be. But you look at the flip side of that, you can't just look at the pros. You got to look at the cons. 
there's an opportunity for him to spiral downwards as well. But the way that team is set up, he is set up for success more so than uh, I'll say any second-year quarterback going into this year. You look at what he has around him and Kyle Juszczyk and George Kittle and Debo Samuel and uh, Brandon Ayuk and the run game that Kyle Shanahan has and the way that he can utilize his legs and the misdirection that you have, the defense. He's set up for success more so than everyone. But I think for me – I will put him in the top 10 of those quarterbacks right now because there is so much unknown, but I also seen some of those quarterbacks be terrible. Yeah. And be bad last year. You got ev- you don't have oh. evidence on him so that doesn't yeah, exactly. count against him, yeah. You know, I I'll tell you something else I look at. And this doesn't always apply, but a lot of times it does, more than you would think. Look at the number, look at the age. Look at that number next to a dude, right? So take a guy like Lamar Jackson, key. A lot of people don't know, I'll keep saying it. He's a month younger than Joe Burrow. So he has done so much already at a certain age that if this continues, he'll be among the all-time greats, right, if this continues. Um, You get a guy like Mac Jones who's 23 and experienced and put in the right situation, it's easier for him, right? He's more set up for success. Trey Lance is still only 21 years old. Even I know it sounds like ridiculous, it's just one calendar year. Even you mentioned Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, they're a year older than him. But that makes a difference at early in a, in a player's career, right? Just the amount I, I, of experience. I think, it, I think it does, depending on the situation. If I dropped any of those quarterbacks in last year's draft class in New England with Bill Belichick and what the New England Patriots were doing, calling plays with Josh McDaniels, they would have had the same success as Mac Jones or better. No, Nothing worse, same or better based on their skill set. If I drop any of those dudes, because let's face it, he wasn't asked to do a whole lot. He really wasn't. He asked to keep the ball at the line of scrimmage of five yards above the line of scrimmage. We're not asking you to do nothing. We just don't want you to screw it up. Right situation, right circumstances for him. And I think what happens is these young quarterbacks, they've got to be in the right environment to be successful. Mm -hmm. If you're not in the right environment, the right situation, in circumstances with the right head coaches, you will see guys get run out of town. That's just the reality of it. And, Key, I think that's for just about every young player that goes into the National Football League, right? It's all about fit and and the team that you're on and the culture. The culture means everything. You look just look at Trevor Lawrence. Going into that toxic uh, toxic culture in Jacksonville yeah. with Urban yeah. Meyer. And it you can't sit up here and tell me that didn't affect his play and the way he approached every game. Now he's gonna still be a pro, but when you got your head coach out there getting grinded on, your head coach in the <laughs> news every 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 chance he gets. <laughs> Then he throws you, talking about something, yeah, I had a talk with Trevor about it. Why are you bringing my name in this? Don't be bringing my, my name and me going on my bachelor party into the situation. And this kid is 21 and, you, and you're 50-something and you don't have enough sense to keep his name out of your mouth and you get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think there is another sport that is so dependent upon teammates as football. Like even the, the NBA basketball, you can say, well – a, a, a player in a bad situation, you can't win. That may yep. be, but you can show what you can do. Yep. But football is the type of sport where you can't even really show what you can do if you're in the wrong situation. So, I always tell you, Max, hmm. if Bill Parcells didn't land in my lap, I might be pumping your gas at a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> How's this dude know so much about football? He's pumping. <laughs> Trey Lance versus Jordan Love is today's hot ticket. Hot ticket is brought to you by. 
Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. I don't think you could have gotten to the mountaintop with Kotite? No. Speaking of... (laughs) Were you like, unleaded or supreme? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Trevor Lawrence, one analyst had a bold prediction about him. You're going to hear that after Key has this from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and an experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. So simply just call or click Granger.com or use Harry's new Range Rover and stop by. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, you're hitting me in my feels now, Yates. I fooled that bag, boy. Um, all right, you gotta, you're got you going to have to start bleeping this. Okay, now, Keyshawn J. Willemax, Harry Douglas, in for Jay today. See that key? I got it right, just like that. Just like that. Picked it right up. <laughs> in for Jay today. Um, we are presented by progressive insurance so dan graziano guys our espn nfl insider extraordinaire frequent 
appearances on this show. And, by the way, this just in, tremendous show, 2 p.m. Eastern, handsome host, ESPN. What kind of host? Handsome. <laughs> um, it's not for his hosting skills that he's there, Harry. It's eye candy. Uh, he said this on Get Up. Listen My bold prediction is that the Jacksonville Jaguars make the playoffs. I know Damian Woody told me earlier in the show that I was nuts, but I think Trevor Lawrence is going to just explode this year. I think Doug Peterson mm-hmm. is, a, is a great coach and exactly the right coach that they need and, and a massive, massive upgrade, obviously, over what they had last year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars uh, made some noise. Before everyone gets it, Dan Graziano's head, let me just stress this was a bold prediction. Bold as hell. He understood the assignment. <laughs> yes, that is did. a bold prediction. Whew. Key, what do you think? Now, now, if you ask me, I'm going to get it to said anyway. Come on, Dan. Make the playoffs. There's a seven slots, three wild cards. Playoffs? The, 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 it, you got the Colts and the, and the, and the uh, Titans in the South. One of those two teams probably going to be a wild card unless it's the Patriots because you've got to figure the Bills probably win – the East, or maybe Miami, if Tua takes a step forward. All four teams in the West can make it, and the North is crazy. How are the Jags going to make the playoffs, Key? It just, it's a bold prediction, though, right? It's not – it's just bold. He's just putting it out there. But every single year, there's a Cincinnati. There's an Arizona Cardinal. Every single year, there's a team, and sometimes two teams – that kind of come out of nowhere that you didn't expect that had a bad year the year before, and then they find themselves Philadelphia Eagle-like, backdooring into the playoffs, slow start like the Eagles a year ago. Then all of a sudden it got going, and they wind up in the playoffs, although they got thumped by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that particular playoff game. But there's always a team. So it's not. It's even though it's bold, it's not out of the realm that it could possibly happen. And, Harry, it makes sense because – Bad teams get high draft picks. A lot of times they use them on quarterbacks because that's why they were bad. First year, quarterback's not going to do anything. And then all of a sudden in that second year, oh, wait a minute, things change. He learns something, and the team gets a lot better. It makes sense. A very, very bold prediction. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't even think it's going to come close. You mentioned that division, the Tennessee Titans, and then you see uh, Indianapolis Colts, what they did in getting Matt Ryan. Now, what leads me not to believe that, when you look at their schedule, <laughs> you got to play those two teams twice in the division. They also play the Chargers, Eagles, Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, and Cowboys. Now, my bold prediction, uh, prediction for that scenario for me would be the Detroit Lions. Uh, because when you look at their skill position players, they have a DeAndre Smith, uh, D- uh, Jamal Williams. They drafted Jamison Williams, uh, although he has to come back from that ACL. DJ Shark, they have him. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I like what he started to show towards the middle and end of the year last year. Uh, Jared Goff is going to be that chess piece there. They have the tight end and TJ Hawkinson. Um, so I, I like the Lions in that bold prediction that they're going to make the playoffs more so than the Jacksonville Jaguars making the playoffs. You know, would it count as a bold prediction to say the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl? Is that a bold prediction? No, not for me. Uh, even though they didn't make the playoffs last year, because they did have the one seed before Lamar Jackson got hurt. Yeah. And I think, you, you look at how their roster is constructed, um, I, I don't think that would be a bold prediction for a lot of people. I, I, but I think that's going to be my pick. Like, the closer Ravens. we get, yeah, I, I just think about what Lamar did last year until they got hurt. He was having a season for the ages when you consider what was around him. But we just got through talking about in a previous segment how football is the one sport where no matter how great you are, if you're in the wrong situation or if you don't have the right things around you, it's not like the basketball where 
all right, they're not winning, but I could see that guy is great. But Lamar had nobody on the team. Everyone was hurt, and they had the best record in the AFC, Key. So, like, that would be – I don't know if that's a bold prediction or not. Certainly taking the Jags to make the playoffs is a very bold prediction. (laughs) But that – look, that means that – that means that you believe in Trevor Lawrence. Now, we just – we're talking about Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Trey Lance is. I just haven't seen him enough. But I saw a lot of Trevor Lawrence in college. And – I, I, but like, if you ask me of all the rookie, of all the young quarterbacks or second-year quarterbacks who I think has the best chance to succeed, I'll take Trevor Lawrence because he's big, fast, has an arm. I saw him win a championship in college. He played very well. I saw him throw an interception you know, early in the following season, chase the dude down and tackle him in the open field. Like, I've seen him do a lot of stuff. Harry, do you believe in Trevor Lawrence? I do, and I think the best thing that happened to his career was actually Doug Peterson being his head coach. Um, and I say that because we've seen Doug Peterson with the Eagles and when he had Carson Wentz, when uh, Carson Wentz wasn't not showing up in big moments, uh, helped lead that team to a Super Bowl. And at that time, Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate before he got hurt. Also, I think Doug Peterson, he's won a Super Bowl. He's played the quarterback position in the National Football League. So he can give Trevor Lawrence a lot of insight that Urban Meyer couldn't give him. Right, I've been there. I've done it. I've I've had success in this league, uh, both as a not so much as a player because of starting, but a player because being on a team. But then as a head coach and winning a Super Bowl, so I think there's going to be a lot of progression. But damn, let's let's be honest now. They they won three games last year. Yeah, if we went the, four, he's going in the right direction. The, the, right? the year before they they won one game and they had the number one pick the last two years, and then. Uh, the year before that, they won six games, and that's when they drafted Josh Allen uh, seventh overall. So, Key, if you, if you make that bold prediction, as Dan did, you're, uh, to me, you're believing in two things. Doug Peterson, who's won a Super Bowl. Okay, I get that. And Trevor Lawrence. Do you believe in Trevor Lawrence? Is he going to be a good NFL quarterback? I think he will be because of Doug Peterson, because he's not in the situation he was in a year ago with Urban Meyer, a guy that n- couldn't figure out how to be a head coach in the National Football League. Um, I think if you go and you – talk about Doug Peterson and understanding a guy like Harry said who played in the league who understands the pulse of the league who understands players mentality so when you put all that together with also understanding taking over bad teams remember he did take over the Philadelphia Eagles Mm -hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles were a bad football Mm -hmm. team when he got that job I mean that's the reality of it you don't get hired unless the team is bad and so he's been in this situation, so there will be no panic that sets in from him, from his standpoint. Now it's up to now he has to get these young players up to speed to understand how to be professionals in the National Football League. And once they start to win, it becomes contagious. And then it just spreads across the entire team. And everybody understands how to be pros and go out there every single Sunday and Monday nights and Thursday nights and run through a wall and do all of the sort of things that will make you a champion. I think that the Jaguars organization got this one in particularly right. And it's for, for everything that people say about Trent Bulky, the general manager, and people not wanting to work with him because he's hard-headed at times and he won't listen. He has built Super Bowl contending winning teams before. So it's not like he does not know how to build a roster. So with that in mind, with those two guys, I think the Jaguars could potentially be headed in the right direction. Now, whether or not they make the playoffs this year, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was intentionally, but it's very unlikely to happen for a variety of reasons we already talked about. But I do think 
Harry, what you said is right. Like, it's not just what Key, Key just went over the reasons why you should be optimistic about the new regime, right? But it's not like the new regime is taking over for an okay regime. Yeah. They're good. They have a track record of success, and they're taking over for, like, you're going to look at, the, at what Urban Meyer just did and say, is that the worst head coaching job in the history of the NFL? It's oh, absolutely. Oh, no. It, it, it's, it's possible. It's no, possible. It's been, it's, a, it's, been a, it's been a couple. I think, I'm trying to think, Lou Holtz was pretty bad when he was with Richie Kotai was pretty bad with the Jets. Jets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just Why trying to think. It was a bunch of dudes. What, what my guy... Um, my guy uh, at Rutgers now, uh, uh, Greg Ciano. Greg Ciano was yeah. bad in Tampa. Yeah, I mean, it's been I some. It's been some Tampa bad. And when he was at not Rutgers. as bad as Ur- Urban Meyer was a special kind well, of. Well, see, bad. Urban Meyer was bad because Urban Meyer was bad doing off bad the field guys. and and in the building. He was yeah, bad he was in both doing places. bad guy things. He was doing <laughs> stupid stuff that didn't make sense. Hiring the wrong people and then being caught on video. All of that sort of stuff kind of... Yo, when you think about it, I wasn't even thinking... Think about how bad he was. He oh. would say stupid things. He would do stupid things. The team was awful. You're hearing now it's the most toxic environment ever. He was... You could not well, be more of a disaster. Did, that college mentality, man. I was like about that. to say, Harry, what he did is brought that college mentality to the NFL. And when you're dealing with grown-ass men making millions of dollars, it, that that's not going to fly. It just doesn't... It doesn't work that way. This is not 18, 19-year-old kids that are at your mercy to make it to the next level. It doesn't work that way. Guys are already in the pros, so you got to treat it a certain way. That's the classic mistake that a college coach makes in the questions we have when he takes over an NFL team. But, like, there was that key and, and, and a whole lot. Like he, I, wonder he how much, I wonder how much <laughs> money was made in Vegas. How much money was made in Vegas when Getting Urban took the him. job? Yeah. How many people laid down bets that he would be gone in the first year? He would fail. All that. I wonder how much you, you know those parlay bets or whatever y'all. What, what do you call, what call, they call them? Prop bets? Not, not, no, no, not parlay. What do you what do you call those? Yeah, prop, prop, bets. Prop, 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 prop bets. Yeah. I wonder how much money was made on prop bets that he would fail. But, but like two. But that, that man, my boy Irvin was out here. <laughs> Yeah. Also, think of think hey, of man, the hires that, of man. assistant coaches. Why would you hire assist, assistants and strength coaches and stuff like everything was a problem? Yeah. Just like once in a while, don't make a problem. So now he's gone. Just If you just replaced him with anyone, you're going to get better. But look, but look, Max, if I was a college AD, yeah. and I'm looking to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. No, he has a track record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, it's NIL time now, baby. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. I'm, pu- that, I'm putting a, uh, an addendum in his contract, though. You know all that dirty <laughs> stuff that everyone you, yeah, We could just do it out in the open now. It's not dirty, dirty anymore. All that dirty stuff you used to do, ah, yeah. we could do it in the open. Yeah, we could do it. My boy Irvin out there like this. Yeah. Out there getting his groove So on. if you replace him with anyone, you're going to get better, but you're replacing him with a Super Bowl winner, who, by the way, took a big athletic quarterback. Mm-hmm. And had he, has Carson Wentz ever looked the same since then? Nope. Right, so and Trevor Lawrence got more than Carson Wentz to me. We we shall see. Uh, you can tune into an AL East rivalry Sunday as the Red Sox host the Yankees. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. This means I'm going to be tired on Monday. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, and at 7 p.m. ESPN Yanks and Red Sox. All right, we're going to play fill-in-the-blank, Pat Costello. 
Guys, fill in the blank. Week one of the NFL preseason is blank. Trash. <laughs> Keith, what is wrong with you? Well, he said fill in the blank. <laughs> well, well, you fill in the blank, the Harry, if you don't like trash. He said uh, one word, I'll trash. Say, I'll say week one of the preseason is week one, just what it is, of preseason. Ooh, I'm not going to call remember it when I said. Remember when I said that Graziano <laughs> understood the assignment? But, Apparently, you, you, got, you can't say it's week one. That's wanna, the same thing. I don't want to say it's trash. It's, okay. it's, it is what it is. Watch it's, this. So let me week ask you one this. is so boring. You, that's how I'll fill it in. See, it's I, boring. I don't feel like that. Though. You don't? I think it's boring. Like, I Harry, enjoy so watching. You, watch, you know I like watching football, though. Yeah, I know. So, so you, watched I, all, you watched all eight quarters of football last night. Check this out, though. <laughs> I was driving to the airport. I got off air at 7 p.m. I had to rush to the airport, and I shouldn't even be probably admitting this on national TV or radio, but I had my iPad right there as I was driving. Arrest this man. So who, was number, well, so who was number 49 at corner? I don't know, but, I, but listen. Look, in, the, no, 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 late, in the late third quarter. <laughs> he was playing hard, whoever I, he was. I know who number 33, number 33 for the Giants probably got cut last night, and if he didn't get cut this wave, he's going to get cut soon. Well, all the yardage he gave up and the fouls that he was getting for the Giants. Uh, listen. I'm star- everyone starved for for NFL football at this point, but it's so it's like the Eddie Murphy line. Like if you throw a starving man a cracker, he's like, "Well, what is this? A Ritz? This is delicious, right?" But I still don't even feel that way about about pre- week I one can, preseason. I can't, I can't do it in week one, Harry. I, I can't <laughs> lie to the people, dog. I yeah, can't lie can't to the it. people. It's trash. All right, yeah. so let me let me fix this, for Harry. Week one of the preseason is Aaron Robinson's last game with the Giants. Apparently, yeah. Uh, the winner of the yeah. AFC West will be blank. Ooh, the Chargers. I'm going with the Chargers. I like the, the offseason additions that they had. Um, I think that defense with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, they're going to create turnovers, a lot of sacks. Adding J.C. Jackson, a uh, shutdown corner, a guy that you could put on the best receiver, is going to pay dividends. I also think that's going to allow Asante Samuel Jr., uh, the, 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 the son of Asante Samuel, Mr. Pixick himself, to allow, allow him to get a lot of interceptions this year as well. Then you have Duran James. They're going to get that football, create turnovers, get it back to Justin Herbert, and allow him to do his thing offensively. You know, I, I, I don't know where I'm at today. I think maybe yesterday I stayed at Kansas City. The day before I might have said the Chargers. I mean, I just keep going back and forth. I'm going to give – I'm going to give Kansas City the benefit of the doubt on this mm-hmm. one. I think it'll be Kansas City that'll win it. Although the Chargers are very intriguing, everything that they've done. You know, you always got to look at these defensive backs that come out of New England and transfer and go to other teams from New England, like J.C. Jackson did as a shutdown corner in New England. For whatever reason, those guys' skill set starts to diminish when they leave the New England Patriots secondary and go to other places, and that's just been the history of those guys. And I don't know if it's a scheme or whatever. Uh, he, I'm sure he'll do well under Brandon Staley in, in Los Angeles for the Chargers. Uh, but Kansas City is still Kansas City until somebody takes care of them. It's their division. Yeah, I'm with you, Key. Uh, the Chargers, to me, top to bottom, might have the best team in the NFL, even though they've never been to the playoffs. Justin Herbert's never been to the playoffs. I think Justin Herbert's going to win MVP. Me too. Like when I think of the AFC, I think of the Chargers and the Ravens, actually. But I can't go against the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes until someone proves otherwise. Like take it from the champs and then I'll believe it. Them dudes host the AFC championship game every single year. Every, Last you, Mahomes years. took the ball as a starter and has never not been in the AFC championship game since then. Now, he's not going to do it every year of his career. Maybe this will be the year, but I can't go against it till I but see I'll it. But I'll tell you why I picked the Chargers. Because I seen the Chargers beat them last year in the first game. The second game, if it wasn't Brandon Staley and his 
play calling and decision making, they, win again. they would have beat him twice in one year. Yep. And by the way, <clears throat> Justin Herbert, first time he touched the ball, almost beat Mahomes yes. early. And he didn't even Brad, know he was going to have the ball. Un- unexpectedly <laughs> starting that game. Has Brandon Staley learned his lesson from a year ago, though? Well, here's the, the thing, question, though, Keith. As a second time, second second year head coach, as a sophomore now, the things he made as a, the, the mistakes he made as a freshman, will he repeat those same mistakes again? Because he cost the Chargers, I would say, probably four to five games last year. I agree with you there. And, and here's the difference, I think, in it, though, Key. If he didn't, his defense would be better this year. They were terrible against the run last year. They put more players on that defensive side of the ball. Just in case he makes those same mistakes, uh, that defense can probably make up for it now. Everyone looks at Josh Allen and thinks, that's the dude, that's Mahomes' rival because they had that incredible playoff game. I look at Justin Herbert as Mahomes' rival in terms of, like, who's the guy who you look at and just like, damn, look at that, right? Herbert is the guy to me. We shall see. The most overhyped QB heading into this NFL season is fill in the blank. Well, he just mentioned it. Josh Allen. Yeah. Oh. I mean, just Max mentioned it. Josh Allen is a phenomenal QB. One of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the National Football League. Led his team to multiple playoff victories and turned things around since getting Stephon Diggs. But we feel like, and I say we, I mean us at ESPN, for whatever reason, Josh Allen is the flavor of the month. I mean, we feel like this is the second coming of Dan Marino. I love hype. It's cool. I get it. But we do a whole lot, boy. We really put the yeast on it. I can't. I cannot agree with that, Key. I'm gonna go with Dak Prescott. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Dak Prescott in that situation. Um, and we're gonna find out a lot about Dak this year because he's not surrounded by the greatest people. He doesn't have the best offensive line. He only has one number one wide receiver in C.D. Lamb. So can his skill set? Can his play make up for what they're lacking offensively? Man, y'all. How, but Harry, yeah, talk to how me. is how is Dak Prescott overhyped? Where where are they hyping Dak Prescott up? All people do is bash Dak Prescott. I think Dak you're talking Prescott. about rated. You're saying overrated, and the hype means like the media yeah. coverage, right? That, that's that's what I'm focused on. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't hype they don't hype up Dak Prescott. Yes, Nobody yeah, hypes yeah, up him. They all do. all yeah, Dan Orlovsky comes he, around he has and a says star is that on his helmet. man, all Dan Orlovsky ever says is that Dak Prescott is that he ain't this, he ain't that. Da da da. He ain't overhyped. Overhyped is Josh Allen. Oh, I see what's going on here. Key, you're reacting to NFL Live. <laughs> you're, you're reacting to the show you're on. <laughs> We're reacting to the whole media and the odds makers and everybody. Yeah, Key's like, man, all I know is I go to work every day. I got to hear this dude talking about Josh Allen. No, I think you guys picked the right two guys. It's a tough call because Josh Allen's favored to win MVP. He's the best in the league, da-da-da-da-da. And he's, I think he's great, but I think it's they put a little on it. I agree. And – and Dak Prescott and another, is, and another, is and, hyped. And, oh, Cowboys quarterback. Hyped, completely hyped. And yeah. two other guys that's overhyped is Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Those are overhyped Hold guys. On. No. You because you gotta do it again. Yeah, you can't well. just okay, overhype. That's understandable. That's understandable. All of a sudden, all of a sudden Cincinnati's gonna go to the Super Bowl every single year. Joe Burrow's gonna Joe Burrow's gonna run out of bounds and Joe Joe Burrow's gonna run out of bounds and throw the ball back across his body and the Raiders are all just gonna stand there this year and look and that that you gotta look at it the way it needs to be looked at. Key Joe Burrow had the greatest college season ever. We he ain't in college no damn more. I'm talking about like why you would hype him. Greatest college season ever, followed by 
and no one even disputes it, greatest game ever in the history of college football, did it in the championship game against Trevor Lawrence. Drafted number one overall, first time he starts a full season, comes one throw away from winning the Super Bowl, and he walks in there with a mink coat and shades, and when people ask if it's real, he says, what I make, it better be real. Joe, Joe Burrow's not overhyped. I, I, He's hyped I understand, just right. I understand the infatuation with him, Max. Yeah, man. I love him. <laughs> that is the greatest thing. He's cool because he walked in with a mink and a chain, and he got the he almost won the Super Bowl. I get all that. He falls into that category. But over that's overhyped, though, because people feel like the Bengals are going back to the Super Bowl. People feel like Justin Herbert is getting ready to lead the Chargers to the Super Bowl. Height over guys that wouldn't be overhyped would be Patrick Mahomes, right. Aaron Rodgers, right. Tom Brady. Those Key is guys a resume aren't guy. Key is, I need resume. He's an old school football head. Bill Parcells. No, I need resume. resume I don't need guy. one year. Is he overhyped? Key says he is. We're going to continue this. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.